One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Degenerate Podcast. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Robert Timothy. Woo-hoo! Dave is doing kaboo this weekend. He will not sounds, be here, but... Sounds like a like a millennial drug. Like he's, <laughs> he's, Dave is doing so much kaboo right he now. He is rolling balls deep in kaboo. We had an intervention, but then we all ended up just doing kaboo at the intervention. Taking his place, he's been on the show many, many times. Our good friend, Mr. Alan Moore, everybody. Hello, the little bit gayer version of Dave Callens, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Arguable. Yeah. Um, so anyways, a uh, lot to talk about this week. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the best of episode last week. We sure enjoyed revisiting some of those bits. We had to do that, Ryan, because you had uh, a little bit of an engagement this week. I Yes, I did. Well, I, I, had a, I had a couple engagements this past week. Um, so uh, the day of the, the last taping, I had to uh, play guitar on stage live for a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. I, now, Ooh. first of all... Not the one most people listening are thinking of, but that's okay. <laughs> So, um, here's the thing. This is one of these examples where I say yes to too many things or volunteer for too many things yep. because a burlesque dancer, uh, Miss Hellfires, she's with uh, Bless Your Heart Burlesque. She knows Aaron. They've done a lot of, uh, of uh, photography together. She posted online, uh, hey, I'm doing a burlesque thing where I sing a song. I need, can someone play acoustic guitar? And after like a couple hours, I saw no one had responded. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I play. How far in the future was this? This was months. That's the thing that I was going to say is it's not always that you give yourself too much to do. It's that you overestimate your energy weeks in advance. <laughs> right, right. Like exactly. if she would have said, I need somebody to play in two days, she'd be like, no, I can't do that. No, I got too much stuff going on. I'm busy. I got this fight coming up. But if you put something enough in advance, we're just such short-sighted assholes yeah. that we're like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. That won't even bother me yeah. later. And then future you is like, fuck you, past Bobby. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? It gets worse about my uh, about this kind of thing is that um, I uh, I had two months to prepare, and then I put off learning the song for uh, exactly uh, six and a half weeks. Yeah. and I'm like, whatever. It's a Janis Joplin song. I play hard stuff. I don't. Uh, and I'm like, it's just an acoustic song. So finally, with like a week to go, I print out the notes for this thing, and it's this weird like country blues strumming pattern that Chris Christopherson probably wrote on heroin. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I, I, this is, this is a weird, str- I, 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 this isn't my style of playing. I don't know. So she comes over for the first rehearsal and I just don't know it. I just don't know the <laughs> song. She puts a boombox on and strums. <laughs> she's like, I put this on Facebook weeks ago and you promised me that you could deliver it. And, and that's pretty much what she said. She's like, this event means a lot to me. It's my event. I'm putting this on for a charity. I'm like, and, and it's in one week. And I'm like, I know. No, I don't know. I, I really fucked up here. So I'm like, I'm like, I'll make this right. I will fucking, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll learn it. I'll learn it. So I got Jared Montalvo from the the Gore Horseman. Uh, he's one of the best guitar players I know. He he um, agreed to like give me hours of his, of his time to try and teach to me. Even then, I'm like, I can't fucking. This strumming <laughs> pattern's weird. There's too many key changes, and so I start having a weeks long panic attack. Like I'm literally <laughs> sitting in my bed, rocking back and forth. Like I am gonna fail, and I'm going to fail in front of a lot of people. I'm imagining that like when you fuck up on Guitar Hero, and everyone starts going, yeah. Ooh. yeah, like I'm I, never donating to this charity again. I, I, no, and that's the thing. Close the charity. <laughs> We're, done. We're done with Die it. Die in the streets, you trash. Kill all those pit bulls. Uh, so anyways, I'm, like, I'm freaking out. I can't nail it. That's the thing is when I do stand-up, 
I'm the only one affected if I fail. And, you know, I can live with that. But this uh, girl is like, you know, it, 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 she's, she's doing this in front of her people and her scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fuck her up royally if, I, if I'm not able to do it. And it's even worse because she's incredibly busty. And it's always worse to hurt the feelings of a busty girl. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, long story short, I, I worked and worked and worked. And, and uh, I did get it. The, the, the performance went fine. Weird things, though. This is the second burlesque show I have done. The first one being I was doing stand-up in the in, in between acts. And that means it's the second burlesque dressing room I've been in. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a weird position to be in because they just start getting naked right in front of you. Yep. And your first and your first reaction is go, oh, oh shit, sorry. And and they go like, um, don't worry, we're getting naked on stage, too. It's yeah. that, this, this isn't like, you know. But there's an unspoken uh, contract to not be a creep, to right. to uh, make them as comfortable as possible. So you try and like look the other way, stare yeah. at the other wall. Same thing when uh, my wife brings models over to do photography at the house. There's a naked woman a few feet from me. Sure, it's it's my responsibility to not make them feel uncomfortable. And I posted about this on Facebook. I said, yeah, be, you know, being in a uh, crammed into a room with naked women looking at my shoes was a weird experience. And inevitably, when I post that, and I do the same thing, like, oh, naked model in, in my kitchen again, someone always, mm, always chimes in, first, lamenting, why does that never happen to me? Uh-huh. And number two, if if that were them, they would have done something gross and inappropriate, never no. putting the two together. It's always like, <laughs> oh, man, why am I never crammed into a dressing room full of naked ladies? If it was me, I would have taken out my phone and started taking pictures of them. I'm like, uh, I would have slap boxed their titties. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I would have groped them and gotten a me, too. <laughs> I would have tried to milk them. That's yeah. what I would have done. Give them the old Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's why you're never in these positions. You that's know? true, but I, I also I don't think I would have your discipline of being able to look away completely i think i would have pulled the uh the in-between creep to ryan mode which is uh i would have put on sunglasses and looked out of the corner of my eyes that's what i would have you done you can't just stand in a dressing room wearing sunglasses staring blankly better right. than the alternative <laughs> i was a bouncer that's for why a... you're never allowed in those places <laughs> i was a bouncer for about two weeks at a strip club in kansas city called bazooka showgirls Ooh. full new juice bar wow and so i i get what you're saying like yeah and where you just look at your shoes, I just get extra gay. I'm like, girl, pussy looking good. Tits all tied. Yeah. Tits all high. Holy shit. That's what I need to do. Exactly. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know who this wedding ring is attached to. Exactly. Right? This, this could be a guy named Jim. And as long as that, wait, what was the line again? Ooh, pussy looking good. Pussy looking good. I can throw high that and out. High and tight. Like the Marines. <laughs> I know a few guys that claim to be bisexual so that women will be more comfortable yeah. around them. I know at least two. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, so we go on stage and it, it goes fine, but it did, it, for some reason, it didn't occur to me that while I'm playing this song, uh, that a woman would be stripping a few feet from me. <laughs> yeah. And so that was very distracting, number imagine, one. Yeah. But then it took enormous amounts of pressure off because about mm, maybe 30 seconds into it, I, w- I realized, oh, I could fuck this up completely. Yeah. There's a woman <laughs> getting nude up here. No one yes. gives a fuck about my guitar playing. It just switches to the song Butterfly by Crazy Town. <laughs> There's some guy in the back like, that's not the right fucking riff. Yeah. <laughs> I hired this fucking yeah. asshole. I want hey, 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 guitars and I want it now. They're like, wait a second, is that a gay bouncer from Kansas City? <laughs> the only one who noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's the only guy that would notice that his strumming pattern leaves a lot to be desired. I am distressed. But let me just say, nice pussy girl. <laughs> so um, changing gears, there's a, we have an end to a saga that happened uh, a, a few nights ago. Very, very interesting. Now, Ryan, I think most people are pretty familiar with this, but real quick recap. Ryan ran afoul of a local internet troll 
and this person decided to take things a little bit too far. I won't go into the whole backstory. You can go listen to our previous episodes if you want to hear it. But basically, in terms of insulting Ryan, he decided to call Ryan a neo-Nazi with covered-up swastika tattoos. Oh. And then call him a little bitch and say he was going to go tell him he was a little bitch to his face. Now, there's a lot of stuff that led up to that. This guy also did a bunch of other stuff, including making fun of a woman for having a miscarriage and yeah, telling her her fuck? womb hated her biracial children and that's why they needed to be killed of killed off by God and like why aren't those people gassed immediately yeah like, as soon as you yeah. say something like that a little gassing is just whoosh gone and so he was uh, persona non grata he ended up losing his job over this whole internet thing he ended up losing quite a few I think I would imagine quite a few booking spots and his uh, reputation for, uh, his, yeah. his business partnership uh, was affected uh, I've never destroyed a man so completely right anyway. Right, and it was sad. He just kept digging himself his own grave. I kept saying, I was like, I keep, I was waiting for the apology. I was waiting right. for the mea culpa, like for him to come out and be like, listen, guys, I'm really sorry. So then, by the way, this helps everybody else forgive you. Like when you say you're sorry, it's not just for you so people stop ganging up on you. It's so the rest of us can be like, okay, so maybe this isn't a totally horrible human being. We can forgive you and move on and this can all just be a thing. But that never happened. There right. was never a mea culpa. There was never a, I fucked up. I did something wrong. There was just, I'm just going to keep taking this to the edge, to the edge, which is why he lost his job and, and everything else. And eventually, the way it was supposed to go was Ryan and he happened to have a show on the same night. It was on 9-11 of all days. <laughs> and it was a weird comedy show, which, by the way, I've been advocating was a horrible idea. It turned out to be a bad idea of hitting each other in the face with inflatable gloves. In well, me the, and Damien made it right. Yes. You're, 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 you're taking us off course. Yes. Uh, but regardless, they were going to go to this uh, this event, and they were both going to be on it. Now, Ryan wasn't going to be hitting this kid in the face with inflatable gloves. He was going to be hitting somebody else. Uh, but they were going to be in the same place at the same time. And everybody noted this as this guy was saying how he was going to go up to Ryan and call him a bitch. And so it was hotly anticipated for about two weeks leading up to this show what's going to happen uh, when they see each other. So Ryan, uh, as somebody who boycotted the event because of the uh, the conditions of the, the ring and the gloves, I wasn't there to see it. But can you tell us what happened? Well, uh, like you said, he, uh, he 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 went he went way personal with me, uh, and uh, and the culminating was saying, "When I see you, I will call you a little bitch to your face." So, uh, leading up to this, I was number one worried not for uh, I was worried about jail time because right. sure, uh, pretty much in this kind of situation, I will always give somebody the chance to bitch out, but I didn't know where he would go with this. Mm. I didn't know if maybe to save face. He might just want to take the beating. Sure. In which case, I'm like, if he taunts me, I'm going to have to do something. I can't just do nothing. Let me right. tell you something. Some people say, like... You could just mock him. I mean, I'm just going to suggest this. You could mock him incessantly being a better comedian than he is. You could just mock him publicly, like, in the open. Well, his whole thing is, I can say whatever I want, and uh, no harm will ever come to me. That's mm. what he was putting out into the ether. Right. He was challenging the world to do harm to him and saying, none of you ever have the balls to do it. Okay. And so letting that continue would make him a more of a monster. That's what I felt. Being the bigger man, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. If some guy comes up to you and kicks sand in your face at the beach and grabs your date's boob and then takes your last dreams go out of your cooler, <laughs> doing nothing doesn't make you the bigger man. Yeah, if you if you suddenly run into a villain from a 1980s comic book, you are correct. <laughs> exactly. Pluto. So, uh, but after you whoop his ass, uh, dusting him off and driving him to the urgent care, well, then that makes you the bigger man. Okay. That's that's what it is. So anyways, it was up to him how hurt he was going to get. Mm. That's uh, And so I, uh, you know, I told Aaron... 
I um, I sharpied the uh, the uh, number for Aladdin bail bonds onto my forearm, <laughs> and I gave Aaron a two thousand dollars cashier check is that for the, bail. Is that the boys' version of taking your earrings off and playing basketball? <laughs> in the sheet, like just getting ready. It totally is. <laughs> I hold my baby. I was prepared. Love it. I was prepared to go to jail, and uh, Aaron was prepared to bail me out. Okay. So uh, I also invited the woman that, whose uh, miscarriage he mocked mm. to come with me. Sweet. I, I walk up, and he is standing right next to the bouncer slash owner of the Ken Club. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a uh, calculated uh, area he's standing in. He's sure. chosen to stand right next to the bouncer. It sounds the, random. The bouncer slash owner sees me, goes, shores, and runs up and gives me a hug. <laughs> at, which point, at which point the color drained from his face because his, his ace up his sleeve. I'll just stand next to the bouncer. All of a sudden, that crumbled. So pretty much I walked up into his face and said, do you have something to say to me? He starts fidgeting, mm. very uneasy. He's, he's, not, he's not making eye contact. He goes, no, no. <laughs> and I went, really? Because you promised all these people. <laughs> be, now, because everyone standing up front is watching. They were all yeah. standing there waiting for this to happen. Sure. I said, you promised all these people you would call me a little bitch to my face. Are you? And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh my God. I um, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have attacked your brand. I, I was overreaction. I don't. I, uh, I'm like, what did you think was gonna happen when you saw me? Did you think I was just gonna forget that this would all just go away? That if you thought real hard, I would disappear? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I really, I'm just, I'm just really sorry. And and I'm like, here's my problem. My problem is if I don't hurt you, I think that you'll feel you got away with it and can do it again. Am I right in thinking that? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, then why shouldn't I kick the shit out of you? And he thinks for a second. He goes, you can tell I'm afraid, right? Isn't that enough? (laughs) Wow. That is a lot, by the way. Just saying, like, listen, you've won. I'm really terrified right now. Yeah. So then I said, do you, remember, do you recognize this woman? And he goes, y- yes. And I'm like, that's the woman whose miscarriage you mocked. Do you have anything to say to her? And he goes, I'm so sorry for being so cruel. That was very cruel. I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. Please. I'm, so, I'm, like, I'm like, Casey, do you forgive him? Because if you don't forgive him, eh, maybe. Eh. And so I insinuate that if she doesn't forgive him, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Okay. And she was great. She let him sweat. She smiled at him. She took about, mm, like a three-second beat to go, mm, I forgive you. And like, he went, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I'm like, so I'm like, you listen to me. You're a scared little man, and that's what every goddamn keyboard cowboy is. A scared little man that gets tough on the internet. So I want to give you something to remember me by. And I reached back and I slapped him across the face as hard not not as hard as I could. I gave him about a, a 50% power slap. Okay. Uh, just enough to I felt the sting on the, on my palm. Mm-hmm. And I said, You remember that next time you get tough on the internet. And he goes, Okay, okay. And so that was the end of it. Wow. So that settled it. Now, I would suggest, Ryan. You can't go back in time and do this. Next time this this exact same thing happens to you. And it will. Go ahead and tape this because, not that you would put it on the internet, but the second thing is after you slap him and say, think about this next time, go, if this happens a second time, the video of this goes online posted in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Because that is a good deterrent for the guy who constantly rears up in terms of keyboard warriorism for the rest of his life knowing there is this shadow. Like if I go too far, all of a sudden I'm getting checkmated in the comments section. So so um, anyway, so I, I, I was fine with that. The, seeing him shake... And, and uh, giving him a slap with, 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 you know, just conveying, I don't even have enough respect for you to put my hands up. Mm-hmm. That was enough for me. In fact, 
Seeing the state he was in, I would have felt bad beating him up because that that that's just too much. That that makes me the bully at that sure, point. Right. So I've done everything I needed to do. At one, and by the way, everyone started laughing at him. Yeah. Uh, but then he had to be on the show later, so he just had to hang around. Yeah. Oh, so all these people that just saw this, then he just he just c- continues to stand around like. So what else is new, guys? Yeah. So <laughs> did you hear the new opening bit? Did you watch his set? No. It was uh, a fight. It was like a... Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a set. So later in the evenings, we're all waiting outside. A friend of mine, Sean McCaw, threw something at my back just to be funny. It hit me. I turned around, and there was the internet troll standing there, and everyone pointed to him. That he threw it, and he went, why is he going? I was like, no, 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 no. And, so, and my friend... My Gosh, friend, God bless that rapscallion. But my friend Sean's like, don't beat him up. It was me. Oh, so so anyways, my favorite part of the story happened later on in the evening, and I wasn't there for it. It. So, because my friend Alan uh, Henderson, he was giving him like the, the troll a ride someplace sure. along with a, a couple other comics, and unbeknownst to the troll, I was texting Alan and, and you and and a yeah, bunch yeah. of my friends just a play by play of what was happening, and uh, Alan picks him up along with the other guys, and he's like, "So, uh, how was your show tonight?" He's like, "Fine, <laughs> fine. Anything, uh, anything exciting happening?" He's like, "No, no, not really, <laughs> not really." He's like, "Oh." So how are you just going to let a guy slap you, man? <laughs> and the guy said, what would you have done? And he goes, I was scared, okay? What would you have done? And Alan goes, I wouldn't have gone on the internet and called him a neo-Nazi. <laughs> True. Though, to be fair, playing devil's advocate, you can't blame him. What, do you, what is he supposed to do? I mean, what is the defense to that? Because if you don't know how to fight, it would be much stupider to try and fight somebody who well, does. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, Adam Connie, who was there and saw it, he goes... If you slap me in my face, even if you're like the UFC champion, I, the, when I get slapped, I go, well, I guess I'm getting my ass kicked because that's I a, can't. I, see, I right. think that's a dumb mentality. I think it's getting slapped might be embarrassing to somebody who's never gotten the shit truly kicked out of them. When you get the shit truly kicked out of you in front of a bunch of people, that is much more embarrassing and lasts this a lot true. longer. Like taking a hand slap, no, no one's going to say that's a great thing to happen. The opposite of that or the, the escalation of that is way worse, especially when you're dealing with somebody who knows how to fight and you don't know how to fight. Mm-hmm. You're like the uh, what happened to Rudy from the Monster Squad after <laughs> after middle school. That's like, right. You saved Horace and you got the girl. I should have fucking on, stepped on a candy bar you and made it. You should have. Come on, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan, uh, side note. So this was the event where you guys were going to hit each other with inflatable gloves in, a, in an inflatable ring. I heard that my... Uh, my trepidation about this type of setup was warranted as the gloves immediately broke on the first try. Right, and uh, luckily Mikey had me there the, who, <laughs> who uh, uh, d- d- suggested the next two rounds become a wrestling match, yeah. and that was fine. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And then me and Damien decided to do Pancrase MMA. So yeah. we did open-handed strikes, kicks, submissions, and takedowns. And uh, one by decision, but we might do it again. And it, n- Next time, not an inflatable ring. Yes. We're going to do a real ring next time. The inflatable ring was dumb. The inflatable gloves were dumb. I've been saying this for six weeks. I'm glad it finally came true. But I'm also glad nobody got hurt. Right. And, and there's no jello. I don't know. <laughs> <understand>. Not <laughs> jello next time. Can't do that. But yeah, 16-ounce bag gloves and a regular ring, and that would be a goddamn good show. All right. So anyway, changing gears here. Bobby, I never I don't know if I've ever discussed this with you, but uh, did I ever tell you that I worked in the online college field for a while? Really? I did. What were you like ITT tech or what? No, it was um, they're, they're they're very litigious, so I'm not going to name okay. them. Uh, but I scientology.org. <laughs> I'll say it was like a University of Phoenix type school. Okay. You know, like so like you know, all the classes are online. Yeah, like Yale. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Yale. It's the Yale of online colleges. It really is. Um so anyway, Anyways, uh, the so the online college thing 
has been under a lot of scrutiny for a lot of years. Yeah. And with good reason, because basically they dream sell gullible people using a telemarketer uh, yeah. type sales pitch. Yeah, it's and like a, lot a of pyramid times, scheme. Well, a lot of times, I mean, it's one thing, because nowadays almost all major universities has some have some form of an online program that go along with them. But right. then there are unaccredited, quote-unquote, right. universities well, or these online diploma mills that essentially don't mean anything. Well, no, that, that it definitely wasn't that. This place uh, was accredited. Mm. University of Phoenix is accredited. Most of these places are accredited. So that's not, sure. that's not completely true. But the value that, that that they sell to their students of these types of degrees mm. is absolutely. Uh, here, here's basically the sales pitch. I would be calling people like in the Midwest, some dude working at the dirt factory, yeah. and you know, essentially telling him, uh, number one, if you get this degree, you will be making fifty thousand dollars more a year than you are now. Like we were, mm. we were trained to tell people that no fucking college can guarantee what you will be right, making with no. that degree. Yeah. But we were trained to drill that in their head like in four years time you'll be making your life will change and we'd put them in a degree program and here's what's worse most of these people did not understand they were taking out loans. Really? Really? Yes. Wow. Because we would, we would walk them through the financial aid process. We would help them fill out the paperwork. We would do but all where this. did they think the money was coming from? They thought it was like a grant. Okay? Uh. And, and, and they, it was that, that uh, mentality was further um, reinforced but by, uh, by the fact they'd get a stipend. Whatever, uh, you know, whatever their classes cost, sometimes there'd be like, $5,000 more than the amount of loans they took out, and they would get that in a check. And they'd go, woohoo, money! Whoa! Not realizing they're gonna have to pay this back. Right. So, so I mean, what kind of student loan are these? Private student loans? Because usually, no, usually, no, like Pell won't give you a, a five thousand dollars stipend. Well, be, between your two types of loans and a Pell, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it will. It like so you guys were like maxing out the credit. In oh terms yeah, of we were we were getting them to take out the most amount of loans possible. Wow. Okay, and I'm telling you, yeah, Jimmy Bob from fucking Des Moines, Iowa, did not realize he was going to be $88,000 in debt. A debt which, by the way, you can't clear with bankruptcy. The only debt you can't clear right. with bankruptcy. And uh, the, 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 the bumpkins we were enrolling that did not understand. So, so at first, I worked in enrollment. So that was basically a sales job. All mm-hmm. right? I did that for two years. And um, you know, I would do my best to try and not enroll somebody that did not know what the fuck they were doing. Like, uh, like I had a guy that didn't know his own middle name and I'm like, and I, I, I can't, we were, we were in the enrollment process of which I will be compensated for, but I'm like, I, you know what? Uh, I need you to take a few more days and think about this, man. Because like, yeah. I'm like, what's your middle name? Is like, what's that middle oh, name? Shit. And like, uh, uh, what degrees are these? Like, what are the bachelors with, and masters? You, of, you, of what though? What are they selling? Oh, the, uh, uh, take your pick: business administration, really, uh, uh, entrepreneurship. They, they they offered like sixty different degree programs, mm. as many as you would find in a brick and mortar school. And how they got their accreditation? They bought a failing school in Iowa, ah. and then and, and with it came their accreditation. It's like so. It's like buying a and getting the liquor license too. So anyways, I mean, I would be talking to people. So I moved to student services where I would, uh, I started helping people that had already been enrolled. And I, and that was a legit job because I was literally advising people on their degree program and their financial aid. And I mean, my, my goal was to get my foot in the door at a a real school basically and Mm. by, by learning these skills. So I'd be talking to people that, uh, that had been enrolled by someone else. I'm like, um, okay. So uh, you failed a class, 
So financial aid doesn't cover that. So you're going to have like a three, like a, a $2,000 shortfall on your loans. And they go, I don't have any loans. I have financial aid. Oh, shit. Wow. So yeah. you had to be the one that broke it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would talk to these people on, uh, on the phone and be the one to tell them, you owe $60,000 to the government. Wow. You, you thought this was free? And they will garnish. Oh, yeah. They'll come after and you, buddy. And so that must have been a very sad and depressing job to constantly ruin people's... You probably gave people like the worst news of their life yeah. on a daily basis. And the, 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 the uh, practices of this boiler room style um, enrollment process... People and, and, and like uh, the management is also threatening the employees. Like if you don't enroll enough people, you're yeah. fucking fired. So um, so that leads to more unscrupulous practices, such as people flat out telling them, "Hey man, you'll get a stipend, five thousand dollars." Yeah. So it's I, like we're paying you to go to school. Right. Yes, and people would think that. People, I was talking to people on a daily basis. Like, yeah, the government's paying me to go to school. I'm like, why would they do that? Right. Uh, yeah, were you ever well, in the military? Fair, to be fair, they do that in all other first world nations. But yeah, why would our government do that? <laughs> our government certainly would not. <laughs> right. So, anyways, uh, I left that that uh, that unscrupulous place. And so, anyway, they they by law they have to you know advertise that they are a for profit yes. university. And that's really the main difference. So. Uh, a top of accreditation for profit universities are you looked at very differently than not for profit in terms of not only their legitimacy but what their degrees mean. So getting a degree from a for profit institution is very different than a regular university. Yeah. And so you uh, advertise that you're for profit. Now, this university had a parent company that operated like three of these mm. universities, you know? Uh, I just read in the news that uh, they that the, the uh, online university that I worked for is trying to get a nonprofit status. Wow. Okay, and here's how they're doing it: they are uh, going to be nonprofit, but then the company that that, that that the umbrella they're under is going to be for profit making money helping quote unquote the university wow so they're 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 essentially publicly money laundering yeah so yeah they're like oh no we're not receiving any profits just the company that owns us yeah well interesting and given the fact that the irs doesn't have nearly enough scrutiny against 501c3s they'll probably get away with it too probably we need (laughs) scooby-doo ryan you should find the owner of this company and publicly slap him across the face. (laughs) (laughs) The next time you bilk a redneck out of $60,000, you remember my fucking face. I get some of that profit. (laughs) Nobody bilks hillbillies unless Ryan Shores gets a taste. The hillbilly savior, Ryan Shores. (laughs) The trailer full of high lives. (laughs) Speaking of uh, people bilking, um, there's been this phenomenon I've seen. I've seen at least like three or four people do this in the last 10 years. One of them um, was a former friend of mine uh, that did this. And it was one of those many times before I terminated the friendship where I was like, this person may not have a a correct moral compass. Uh, So I've noticed this trend of people who go online and they claim a hardship. They say, I can't pay my bills. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm facing eviction, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and they either start a GoFundMe or um, they throw a fundraiser for themselves, you know, uh, some sort of charity thing that people donate their time and maybe there's a raffle. And then shortly after, they start bragging online about the ensuing shopping spree 
almost just outing themselves as clearly not in the hardship they they claim to be in, but also wanting kudos like for being like a baller, you know, the Mayweather Conor McGregor fucking uh, mentality. Like, look at all this shit I can afford. I, I I'm serious. Like uh, four different people I've seen do this. They just they uh, two weeks, not even two weeks, two days later, they're like on Facebook like. Gucci sunglasses, bitches. That's what hard work means. Like, you just threw yourself a fundraiser. What are you doing? What what is that mentality where it's it's not I get I get scamming people, okay? Right. That that I mean I wouldn't do it, but at least I understand, you know, okay, I'll throw myself a fundraiser and then I'll, you know, I'll I'll, uh, spend this on me. But to also want the kudos of being a baller on top of that, what is that mentality? Well, it's it's also it's pretty short sighted. But you remember that couple that did the fake one? One, this was like big news a couple months ago where the they found guy a homeless one. guy, yeah. right? And they did this fake, this whole fake thing and they ended up keeping like $400,000 mm. and stuff. They were smart about it. They kept that shit under wraps. They got exposed later on. I think the homeless guy was like, hey, where did all this money go? <laughs> yeah. Right? But if they were just like afterwards just doing a rap video, like holding up Rolexes <laughs> and making it rain <laughs> on people. Well, that's, that, was, that was such an interesting uh, thing, too, because they would have gotten away with it yes. had they not been greedy. Because yeah, right. they, they, they made, it, let's say, $300,000. And the, uh, the point of it was always to split it three ways. Yeah. And uh, had they just given this hobo his fucking cut of the cheese he yeah. wouldn't have spilled the beans on him but they're everyone like everyone could have had a nice day i really it is a weird thing about like we we live in a time of weirdly free money for a lot of people like whether it is i made a youtube video and got a hundred thousand dollars because i got a bunch of likes on it and it took me five minutes or i play twitch online and people give me money or i have a patreon it's really weird to me. I'm not as big into Instagram, but I really, I, I recently found out that there's a whole bunch of women on Instagram who just basically take pictures of their butts and have a Patreon yeah. Oh, yeah. and make uh, six figures yeah, just call, doing essentially nothing. They call their them life. influencers, and I, I can't, I can't figure it out. Like I feel like I'm very old, very old school, and they're like, oh, I'm an influencer. What do you influence? And it's crazy, like uh, if you, because because of Aaron, like I follow a couple of these girls because yeah. she shot with them. I've I, I, I've met them. We became friends. I follow them on Instagram. But now when I see them on Instagram, it's like here's my butt at the beach. Yes. Here's my butt at the pool. Yeah. Here's my butt in a hotel room. I'm yeah. like, it's the same butt. Yeah. And it's yeah. So can like- you just do me a favor and take a green screen picture with your butt, <laughs> and then I can put whatever I want in the background? Here's your butt on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your butt shooting Kennedy. <laughs> it was the second shooter. <laughs> the number two. Uh, Here, here's your butt flying into the World Trade Center. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Hashtag fail. Yeah, it, it is. It's interesting because when it comes to free money, then you have no association with it, right? right. So, like, I, th- I feel like there are there's a type of person who's like, oh, free money didn't work that hard for it. Well, might as well just buy something that's frivolous that I like, like $200 sunglasses or this sweet gold chain. Yeah, yeah, there's this new mentality. I don't even specifically relate it to like millennials or anything like that. There's older people that do it too, but there's like, I'm alive, give me many. Yeah. And like, yeah. Th- you don't do anything for it. Like, even these influencers on YouTube, they have millions and millions of followers. And I'm like, they're not funny. They have no personality. Yeah. It's just like right. a celery talking. What do you like that <laughs> Helen Smash Cow? Oh, oh, what Jesus. the fuck? And people are like, I love her. She's so, she's done nothing. Her whole nothing. So, he- Helen Smash, help Helen Smash. Her whole joke is, 
hey, I'm a pretty lady, but wouldn't it be funny if I was fat? So she puts a filter of her yeah. being fat. Like, isn't it funny when I'm fat? Look, now my boyfriend's pretending he's fat. Don't worry, he's a good-looking guy in real life. But aren't fat people the worst? <laughs> fat people are stupid. Be like, she's so funny. She's hilarious. She's my favorite comedian. I'm like, so she's she not basically, a comedian. She basically just did the off-screen B-roll footage from the nutty professor and <laughs> yeah, made it into a job. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yep. yes. And, uh, and people eat it up. And you know what's crazy about when this happens is let's say one of these girls that posts nothing but her, her butt is occasionally the uh, the the powers that be at Zuckerberg Inc. Uh, yeah. all, all of a sudden they just go I'm gonna delete that one's profile. It's, 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 That's it's, great. It's, it's random and without sense. Like I just see nothing but butts all day on, on Instagram. But all of a sudden they just choose one like inappropriate, <laughs> and then all of a sudden this person who is like pulling in maybe a hundred G's a year just posting their butt suddenly has no income. That's yeah, fantastic. It's crazy. The, the, you see them freaking out on YouTube like, ah, God, I'm not getting yeah. money. Oh, my God, yeah. There oh, that's this, fantastic. There's this one, I forgot her name, but there's like a, a singer, Billie Eilish, who is actually pretty good. I like her. But anyway, this woman that was a YouTube personality put a video up about how Billie Eilish unfollowed her on Instagram. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. And so like everyone's like, oh my God, can you believe Billie Eilish unfollowed so-and-so on? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where are person. our scripted shows? I want them back. <laughs> I want them back. People cannot be left up to their own devices. No. no. Oh, look, it's not fair. We're yeah. getting content that I can't deal with. Yeah. And that's another thing is, is when uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering what the algorithms or what the decision-making process is to delete some of these profiles. I, I think this is fantastic. I think you should make a reality show called like... I'm shutting it down. Called it's a like, reality show. No, no, no. It's a reality show called like uh, Making the Talentless Person Broke. Right? <laughs> so I'd we, watch that. We basically do a Russian roulette where we take, <laughs> we take all the names, we put them in a bucket. These are just useless people who are somehow pulling in six figures on their online presence. We pull it out and then we go up and we, we, we show it up to Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg hits this big giant red button <laughs> and they get their, their thing hits to zero and then we go to a live feed of them watching their bank account and then we, we just watch the hilarity and see what they call up and there must be a mistake. There's something wrong. My butt's been not here forever, and then they just yell and yell, call up all their friends, and we all laugh. And then somebody comes up and slaps them at the end. Oh, oh. <laughs> what you can also do is add another person, make them fight like Mad Max version, like whoever. Oh, I more followers, like you like them back and like them back, and the more they hit, the more they oh, fight. Okay, so one does. I like where you're talking about yeah. this. So now we draw two names. Yeah, we bring them into a a room together. It is a completely empty cordoned off room with no furniture, no nothing on the walls. We face them against each other, and we go. One of you has to show some bit of talent to keep your sick. <laughs> just oh. anything. Can you sing? Can you dance? Do some fucking push-ups. I don't uh, care. Show some talent. Oh, just the awkwardness of them sitting across from each other as the followers go, dink. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I got even better. I got even better. We can, this could be, be different episodes. We take two girls who both just post their butts on Instagram, right? Yes. We put them in a cage, and we say, you guys have to fight, and the winner uh, uh, gets to keep their Instagram account, and we call it Bum Fights. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Though I would, it would be actually a lot funnier if we did that exact same thing, but we just did an oral version of the SAT. <laughs> like, <laughs> one, one person reading out basic high school math and, and oh. verbal questions or and you seeing could really how they... freeze them with like a uh, Johnny went there. Is it T E I R? Yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> there, there, there. And whoever doesn't get it, you're going home without an Instagram account. I, I love the idea of. 
of either arbitrarily just <laughs> removing this from that almost makes their existence worthwhile. It's just to watch what would happen when you pulled it away, uh, or having them somehow display some form of talent in order to keep their their current status. Oh man, I feel like a lot of juggling would come back up. <laughs> Well, when one of those people like randomly loses their account and starts freaking out, it kind of reminds me of the Twilight episode, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, where the alien... Have you ever seen this episode? I don't know. Okay, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street is a, is a very famous Twilight Zone episode where it's a, um, a very uh, normal suburban street. All the neighbors are friends, you know, post-war uh, yep. type Americana. And, you know, they're, they're having a barbecue together. And all of a sudden, like, the power goes out in, like, one person's house and then comes back on. And strange things start to happen and slowly these people start to turn on each other i mean by the end of the episode they're pulling guns on each other paranoid uh, that each one of them is the aliens because yeah. all of a sudden like there's a feed like the uh, the aliens are coming and, and the whole thing's like a government experiment the, uh, no, at the end it, it, there are aliens uh that, that are watching and, and he's basically saying see that's the way these humans are. You just fuck with them a little bit, and they uh, start freaking out and turning on each other. That's true. It's great. And it turns out they're the monsters on yeah. Maple Street because they, they they can't deal with a little bit of non-normalcy. Yeah. You know? And that's the way that a lot of these people, maybe the aliens are fucking with us, like, take away their Instagram account. Yeah. You have a account. Watch them kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love that idea. I love the idea that we just, we create, that would be the most watched reality show right. on Earth, just watching them flip out. You have to have some kind of live view, though, of them when they discover <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, there has to be like a Truman Show type yeah. thing where you follow the day. But it all leads up to them just deleting their Instagram account and watching them have a fucking meltdown. You know what would be better, actually? What if we did this like they used to do Publishers Clearinghouse where Ed Bannon showed up? With the oh, check. <laughs> he shows up with a big check size sign that just says, like, you broke. <laughs> a big novelty check with just says zero dollars on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god and, and you know what they would start freaking out just like the people that fucking won the money they'd be like yeah. ah! do, you, do you think that some of those people think that if their Instagram account their Twitter their Facebook suddenly disappears they also disappear like they as their relevance certainly does right no, but like their own mentality like do I exist yeah. without these social problems yeah it, be it becomes like the modern day version of the stranger yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know I think we all felt a little bit of that when um, that day about uh, four or five months ago when Instagram and Facebook went down for 24 yeah. hours it was a weird feeling you know it, it was. was a weird feeling I mean I'm the first one to admit I'm always on Facebook like if I have a free second yeah, I'm like true. flipping through there yeah. and read people blah 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 it's like I couldn't imagine that just being taken away from me. Yeah. And like my content not being able to be. I mean, my shitty content. And people try and shame you for it, like, oh, you're addicted. Well, you're addicted to your car. I mean, right. years we all ago, have, we yeah. didn't need cars, but, you know, we don't need Facebook. We don't need a car, but it's part of our society now, right, and exactly. I'm not going to be a fucking Luddite about it. So right. here's what I'm thinking, too, by the way. The Ed McMahon who shows up to your door with the giant sign that says you're broke should be a celebrity who themselves got big and then went broke. Oh, like that Milo Yapanopoulos. Yeah, okay, yeah, he'd yeah. be great. He shows up. He's wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah, he's like, girl, you broke now. <laughs> you broke, girl. <laughs> Come on down. We're going to have some dry-ass biscuits. <laughs> and now your Instagram is just Ed McMahon's butt. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, I was thinking about this the other day about how conservatives must love Milo for a few reasons. Oh, they what? One is he's gay, but like conservative and also just like a troll who posts like neocon stuff all the time. Yeah. But two... How great must it feel that even though they probably like him a little bit, 
he's the only gay person in which it's socially acceptable to publicly hate if you're on the left. Right, exactly. Like, could you think of any other gay person who you were allowed to be thrown as much shade on if you were far on the left than Milo? No, and I hate him. Like, I want to punch him in the face, like, knock him out of those tight (laughs) jeans and be like, fuck you, fuck your Yippie Lapless, whatever your goddamn last name is. That's how much I hate you. Make me immigrate Fuck your whole, oh, no, it's it's okay for men to molest boys. It's how we become gay. Like, what what kind of crazy (laughs) shit are you talking (laughs) about? You're taking the fabric down of everything we fucking (laughs) built. He makes me crazy because he's like... um, just one of those people that, like, he's like the Ann Coulter of the yes. straight world, right? So, yes. like, he'll say the crazy shit that they all agree with and, like, see, a gay is saying it, so it's perfectly acceptable. I wonder, do you think this? I mean, he did, before apparently he went bankrupt, make a pretty good living yeah. doing this. I wonder if he's just a straight dude who decided he'd take a few dicks Could for the be. cause. <laughs> he's like, and in this economy, <laughs> who wouldn't take a couple yeah. dicks for the cause? Yeah, he made a lot of money. He and really was very did. popular. He led the straight pride parade. He, he was the most successful troll in, in history, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I always just think, like, just because they let you in the house does not mean they will let you sit at the table. Yeah. Like, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, it's like you and the log cabin Call Republican. The house exactly. <laughs> yeah, he is the house fag. <laughs> exactly. The house faggot with a capital G, hard T. Faggot. House faggot. <laughs> Fucking hate him. I think we found our top drop for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for saying such harsh words, everyone. Speaking of that, Alan, uh, just a few days ago, met a, uh, <laughs> I've had two uh, very weird interactions with old ladies this week. Okay. But um, slap the shit out of one. <laughs> yeah, she talked trash. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, sold, the, uh, sold the other one. Knocked on her right out of her knee high. Sold Fuck the other one on bitch. a predatory student loan. So <laughs> I'm fucking batting a thousand. I set him up and I knock him down. <laughs> so um, here's the thing about me, and I, I did post about this recently. When you look like me, uh, straight white male, a lot of elderly people think they can get wildly racist or homophobic with me. Yes. Like, like yeah. he'll get it. Yes. <laughs> he'll get it. I uh, had a stand-up bit about this, which is like, apparently I have the face that says I'm comfortable hearing the N-word. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, and not even just from somebody I know, from random people in the <laughs> right. elevator. And I'm like, no, I'm not that white, guys. Hey, do you know how many uh, how many times a week I'm treated to a apropos of nothing fucking, uh, uh, in America, you should speak American, right? Yeah. Not a language. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, like three. The answer's three. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it, all the time. So, but it usually comes from old men. Always just like, yeah, yeah. you got to get these, uh, darkies out, right, yeah. brother? Like, no. And isn't it weird when they say those things, your eye just goes, you, you just he, say darky? Like, yeah. what the, where yeah. are we? Well, that's why I always joke. I, I, part of the stand-up bit was like, people will say, hey, as a straight, cisgendered white male, you have no idea how racist the world is. And I'm like, no, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the person that doesn't have the screen in front of them. You don't it's, have the secret it's racism. It's worse than you yeah, think. It's way worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> Sometimes they have their own buildings, <laughs> and they only let me in. Yeah, yeah, just uh, all the time. All the time, I'm fucking, you know, some old, old fucking baby boomer nudging me like, they want to be called African Americans. <laughs> Not on my watch. You're like, Jesus. So, <laughs> there's entire states. Hey, I visited my sister in Montana one time, and they're like, Where are you from? In California. And they're like, I hear there are blacks there. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're cool. Um, anyways, uh, so it's, it's usually not from old ladies, but just the other day, uh, this this old lady goes, 
I love your haircut. I went, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, it, it, I don't like that those faggots with their long hair. And I'm like, oh, she's like, men should look like men. I'm like, oh. I see you've chosen to do this thing. But that's a weird cultural thing, too, because in some sense, you're never going to change that old lady's mind. What are you no, going to do? What are you going to bring no, her to the Museum no. of Tolerance and fucking flip the script? Right. Like, that's why they go to the gas chamber. Yes, I'm fully. No, she's, she, listen, th- this is the fact of the matter. A lot of social progress happens because old people die exactly like, that is a huge amount of how we get racial progress and like acceptance of homosexuality and like and transgender issues it's just we have a segment of the population who will never change their fucking nope. mind they're old they're set in their ways and eventually they'll be in the fucking ground and then the society can move on exactly and i think about that because we think of it from our perspective now which mm-hmm. is like look at these intolerant assholes blah 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 but what's going to be our version of that where are we going to be when we're the 80 year olds and our 20 year old super woke grandkids are coming up and being like, you know, whether it's, hey, do you still eat meat? Like, you're really <laughs> fucking eating that dead animal that helped contribute to global warming in an incredible amount? Like, what the fuck is our version of that? Well, they'll look at us and be like, those fucking old monsters, I can't wait for them to be six feet under. I, hey, well, I, I said this before, Bobby, is like, uh, the, the, the difference is, if I'm sitting in a bar and on my left, a guy my age starts yelling the N-word, I'm going to yes. go confront him. Right. But on my right, there's this old drunk that goes, oh, look at those faggots on TV. I'm, I'm like, ah, he'll be dead soon. Yeah, yeah you kind of, Put it in that because I have like family members that are like that, extended family. Mm-hmm. You kind of just are like, well, I've, I've known them since I was two. I can't really yes. confront right. you. I don't. And then and that's you feel kind of shitty because I should be able to confront sure. you. Sure, absolutely. But it's not. It's going to make what you make angry. Gonna be, yeah, it's yeah. going to make me angry, and I'm going to be the one going home pissed off. He's yeah. not going to have any. Yeah, trust. Instead, instead you just like to like smirk and be like, well, they'll never appreciate HGTV. Right. <laughs> so that experience, though, was offset by another interaction that I had yesterday with a sweet old Filipino lady. Mm-hmm. Her name was Nympha. And she asked me, she goes, what the, and she, she confused two words of the English language. She conflated them. Uh, she, can, she confused the word retired with another word. Oh, no. So she goes, what do you do? Uh, I'm a comedian. She goes, oh. I'm retarded. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I said, what? Like, Don't sell yourself short, honey. She goes, I said, what? What? She goes, I've been retarded 15 years. <laughs> When, you, when you're retarded, you don't like to get out of bed very early, I'll tell you that much. I love being retarded. Someday, if you work hard, you'll be retarded. And I said, I'm way ahead of you, lady. Okay. Way ahead of you. I'm surprised no one was like, you shouldn't use that word. <laughs> it's mentally challenging. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's call the week. I'm Ryan for Mr. Alan Moore. Thank you and so much for And Robert me. Timothy saying, see you next week, cruising with the twos. Girl, put Pussy looking good. Motherfucking time is passing by. And I'm going to fuck her up royally 